0: Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hey there, and welcome back for part two of this interview with Leslie Kaiser. If you missed part one, just look right before this episode and you will see that to hear the first part of it because it's not going to make a lot of sense if you just kind of jump in here to part two. But join me as we finish talking with Leslie um, about how the enemy has a sneaky way of trying to keep us from doing what god is calling us to do as we finish talking about her book the course of this world yeah right so you're saying I and mean, that's very true like when we start yeah looking around and i know you mentioned in there about um i don't see this later but like i just remember from before us talking about this how it's Sometimes it's the good stuff even like we can think it's good things right like um look at how yeah, many like- bible studies she's leading at church or look how much she's serving or whatever and you know what i call this too i mean it is comparison but i also call it um like i guess boundaries it's like letting other people do what they're doing and it mm-hmm. not affect what you're doing like if they want to go serve mm-hmm. in the community and that's where like you're saying the imposter syndrome um comparison to say but like, what has God called me to do? Am I supposed to be serving? Because I can like make myself go serve in children's, but I'm not supposed to be serving with children. Like I know. And <laughs> yeah. so like, that, you know, it's, it, doesn't start, it doesn't help anybody for me to be serving where yeah. I'm not supposed to be serving because yeah. it's not helpful. But that can also um, be an issue, like you're saying, like in our, just our everyday life. And these things happen all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I mean, this is part of the enemy's tactic is, you know, once you kind of realize it or on this side, it's right over here waiting for you on the other side. One of the things I, I've like noticed with women and working, like specifically entrepreneur women, it, it, a lot of people, but this particular example where it's like, we, there's this, all this messaging about work hard, do more, like work as much as you can, you know, like the more you work, the more you're going to make all that kind of stuff. Like if you really want to be here, then you're going to work for it. And then Mm -hmm. the same message is out there, I say out there, because it's just, it's even just in our heads, where it's like, you deserve to sit down, you deserve to just rest, you deserve to (laughs) um, self care, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, take it easy. And then the moment you sit down to take it easy, why aren't you working, you're supposed to be working and like Mm -hmm. in our heads, like I think it's this back, it's like literally tossing us. And mm-hmm. I just noticed that in my own life. Cause I was like, what is happening? Because I have a tendency to want to work. And so thinking, if we listen to the world, we'll think that we need to rest and no, we don't need to strive, but we do need to work hard. God calls us to work. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a level of diligence and determination and all of that and like commitment to it. But there's a moment where it switches over to striving mm-hmm. and yeah, we need to kind of back it in. And yes, we don't need to work, you know, take a Sabbath, like rest, Um, you know, trusting that God's going to do it, but not doing nothing, right? It's yeah. like this in this middle ground. And I think it's so, this is why it's so important to know what the Bible says
1: mm-hmm. so that
0: we can hear those voices from God or not like to recognize that like that's not, yeah. that's not quite measuring up there. And if we're not paying attention, we're just going to be
1: tossed all around. Yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, and I've recently, I'm going through this kind of now, it's starting, the dust is starting to settle, but um, I was working in construction and I was safety director, operations manager, busy all the time, all all, all the time. I think I was on a call for, you know, emergency service call, whatever. And then I, uh guy called me to work at church, which is really weird that I'm not, Uh, anyway, so I'm on staff at church now, which is different. So about two months into my job at church and I'm like, I'm mad all the time. Like I get home and I'm like, what is going on? And I Mm -hmm. realized I was, I'm like mad at Brandon and he never does anything to make me mad. So it was weird. So I, I just took a minute and I'm like, God, what is going on? And so I started writing down all the things I was doing and I was working a full time job, which I was working full time in construction, but my days were different. I worked Monday, Tuesday, had Wednesday off, and Brandon has Wednesday off. So we got to spend time together. And then I worked Thursday, Friday. Well, at church, it's Monday through Friday. So it's five days a week, which is different already. But then I had a D group on Tuesdays, and then I have a Bible study on Wednesdays, and I had another D group on Thursday nights. And then I had a worship service on Sunday and well, first I had a prayer meeting and then I had worship service and then I did a student life group and then I did an adult life group. And so I'm, as I start writing these things down, I'm like, this is nuts. No wonder I'm crazy. I had too much going on. And all those things that I was doing were great things to do, but all at the same time, it was, it was not, I just didn't have time for myself. I didn't have time to think. I was always preparing for something. And then I would, You know, rush to get this one prepared so that I could be ready on Wednesday morning. But I didn't. I didn't do any of it well. Um, And I'm, you know, OCD. I like to do things. You know, perfectionism, OCD. I'm like, this is not my standard. I'm not meeting my own standards. So I was just a mess. So all these things are swirling. And I I decided at the end of at the end of 2022 to like stop everything. Not everything, but most things. And just take an inventory and say, "All right, I'm not picking anything until you tell me which one you want me to do." God, they were all good things to do, but but some of it had to go. So, uh, as a when you're doing your business, you know you're going to be called. You think all these thoughts are going to be coming in your head. Well, I got to do this. Uh, I saw this girl, uh, Alexia's podcast was great. She had, you know, this many people on. Well, I got to do this many people too. I got to do more than her because then I want to be better. You know, all these thoughts start happening. And like you said, uh, (laughs) you know, it says in Psalms, a dog returns to his vomit or whatever. I I write about that in the book. I know it sounds disgusting, but but I was talking about food and how uh, when I have a bad day, you know, we talk about comfort food. When I have a bad day, I want to go home. And I want to turn off my brain and put on my pajamas and eat a box of Swiss cake rolls. So I don't want to spend any time in the word, which is where I'm going to get rest and recovery from because that that's what God's word does. It, we have a void built in our heart on purpose so that he can fill it. And if we go to things of the world, it, it doesn't fill that void. It just, it's like a bandaid and band-aids come off and they get gross and ew. Um, So when I go to a box of Swiss cake rolls, it's not good for my body. It doesn't make me feel better. It actually, as soon as I finish it, eating it and throw the wrapper away, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Now I'm going to be fatter. Oh my God. And I'm going to have to work out more. I'm going to have to do 50 barpees and, blah, blah, and my mind just starts spiraling. But every time I have a bad day and I want to come home and be comforted, I go to this thing that's not comforting. And it makes me feel horrible afterwards. So that I think that's what that means when it says a dog returns to its own vomit. It's it's disgusting. It's gross, but he keeps going back to it. It's the same thing. I keep going back to these things that don't help uh, until I'm realizing and I'm working on still <laughs> going to God's word instead. So when I have a bad day, I come home and I crack open his Bible and I say, God, help. And then he He comforts me as I read. And it, it all this stuff starts to melt away and it just makes things better. Yeah, that's a really good example um, of the, you know, doing too
0: many things that feel like they're good. And it's uh, just so frustrating because what, what you're really saying in in a lot of the situations, and I think, I don't know who I heard say this, but it was like good things in our lives. I mean, this is just what the enemy does anyway. He takes what's good and tries to turn it bad. But a lot, it's not that the original intent wasn't good. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the original good is was still there. So like for instance, being a people pleaser might be bad, <laughs> but it doesn't mean you shouldn't care if people think. It's mm-hmm. good that you care what people think or that you care about others that, you know, the person that does. Um, but it's when like not caring at all what anybody thinks or about anybody else is not good, but also not um, you know, just being almost like idolizing everybody's feelings uh to, you know, to feel better. So it's just it's another example of of how the enemy comes in and tries to twist like bible study how about let's add 10 of those i had the same thing happen to me as you know like i had like too many too many Mm -hmm. things going on and and and, you know the the breaking point i i I remember when this was happening to you too i think sometimes we can tell when we're probably not in the rights like something's happening like we can identify that the enemy is coming in and gotten us all sidetracked because we don't feel like we're feeling agitated, irritable. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, a big sign was I am not spending. I am like if you have all these discipleship groups and all these life groups and all these Bible studies, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's so easy. You have too many. You're just trying to check box. Now you're suddenly reading just to check boxes so you can show up and say you did the stuff. And I'm like, no, I want to slow down mm-hmm. and I want to read scripture like I used to like to hear God and have that conversation, um, over scripture, let him reveal stuff to me and spend like, you know, an hour or whatever I have journaling about two verses if I want, cause I don't have to get to anywhere. Um, yeah. last year, at the beginning of the year, I tried to start reading the Bible straight through and I meander too much. I got to like Deuteronomy, <laughs> like literally I didn't get very far because I kept journaling and I ended up in the new Testament and then I ended up over here. And I just, that's just, the, <laughs> but I can, cause I'm not on anybody's timeline to read through it and, you know, a certain right. amount of time. So I think that leads us to the last topic, which is, um, and I love how you say this, like knowing how to take the bozo thoughts the enemy throws at you, fills your mind with them. And how do you take those captive? Because really that's what we're saying. the There's these foundational truths that we can see in the Bible, but the enemy's plan against us. And what he's doing is he wants to like twist our thoughts, right? So yeah. how can we recognize those, fight against it, all of that? Okay.
1: Um, so... Well first of all, uh, just to touch on what you were just saying real quick about spending time with uh, alone with God um so my time that I set a- aside in the mornings is I call it me in the three time uh, because I'm at my kitchen table and I have chairs and this is gonna be weird y'all just shake your head and say, okay, it's okay. it's not gonna hurt my feelings if you think I'm weird but um, I've got a chair over here for God and I got one for the Holy Spirit and one for Jesus and we just sit. Isaiah 118 says, come now, let us reason together. Um, So I sit down in the morning and I say, thank you, Lord, for this time. Um, I'm just here. to. It's not I have no agenda. I'm not trying to answer any questions. I'm not I don't have a time limit. This is just me loving on you. I'm crawling up in your lap and I'm just there to experience your presence. I'm just loving on you. Um, If you want to tell me everything, great. If you want to tell me nothing, great. I'm just here to enjoy your presence. And that's how I start. And sometimes I'll get through three words or like one verse, like you said, and I'll go on this rabbit hole and he'll tell me all this stuff. And then sometimes I'll read a chapter or two and and not really get a whole lot of new, you know, insight from it. Um, but my point of that time is just to enjoy him. And I have found that time is so important in my day because when I don't have that time I get absolutely nuts y'all I'm, I'm a little crazy I, I'm obsessive about things particularly with myself and perfectionism so when I don't uh spend that time with him in the morning I don't uh you know, I talk about the the armor of God in my book, and that's uh, the helmet of salvation is where you start to take those thoughts captive. And me spending time alone with the Lord in the morning is my time to put that armor on and prepare myself for the day because the enemy is going to throw all kinds of stuff at you. Um, so taking your thoughts captive. I'm just going to take you through the Bible because that's what we're here for. So uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 uh, talks about don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, And so how do we renew our minds? Colossians 3, 2 says by setting your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. We have talked a lot about this uh, concept of focusing on God's word and who we are in him versus what the world says we need to be. You know, according to the world standard, we need to have a nice house and a nice car and a husband and kids and a job and all these things, money and clothes. And, you know, when you look at all the time. That's the world standard. Um, I tell people all the time, I'm one of the wealthiest people you'll meet because my definition of wealth found in the Bible is being content with what you have. So I'm super, super content with what I have because I know it came from him. And, you know, it's nothing I get. I just get to keep this stuff for a time. He's letting me keep it for him. So I'm content, you know. Um, So anyway, set your mind on things above. Spend time with him, let him show you what's important. Uh, and then 1 Corinthians 2 16. Um, wait, I missed one. I'm sorry. After setting your mind on things above, then we go to 2 Corinthians 10 3 and 5, 3 through 5, uh, where it says to take your thoughts captive. Um, and this is where I like to take a thought that comes into my mind. A, if it doesn't, line up with, you know, I, I go like this with my Bible <laughs> and the thoughts are coming in through it like mm-hmm. this. and It's my filter, kind of like a coffee filter. The The point of a coffee filter is to put the grounds up here and the filter below. And the only thing that makes it through the filter is the water. So none of the grounds are in the bottom. Um, so when I use the Bible as my filter, the enemy throws all this junk at me and I Take it through 66 books. That's my filter, the 66 books of God's word. And if it doesn't line up with what God says about me, who I am in him, then I toss it. That junk goes on. It doesn't make it to the bottom. It doesn't make it into my mind. Um, that's why we got to be careful what goes into our mind. Um, because it, if we let some junk in there, then we're going to start to believe we're something that we're not. Um, and then, first Corinthians two 16, we can do all this because we have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, at the point of justification, we have, Jesus comes to live in our hearts. So we have the mind of Christ. The problem with that is uh, taking hold of that information and uh, appropriating it. I have a really hard time with that. <laughs> and, you know, the enemy can be convincing because he says it to your mind in your own voice. So, nice. you know, when I, when I'm, I don't know, y'all, I it's it, he's convincing sometimes, but we have the mind of Christ. We don't have to believe that junk. Um and then in the Bible study that I just finished up on Wednesdays, we're do, we were doing Philippians. and in chapter four, verse eight, um it tells us, I'm just going to read it because it's a lot. Um, it says, finally, brethren, whether it is true, whether I'm sorry, whatever, not whether. Uh, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence, and if anything is worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. And the the lady who wrote the course in her video said, uh, anytime the enemy throws these thoughts at me, she said, Philippians 4 ate it. And she said, take it captive. If it ain't one of those things, then toss it. And And then it says to dwell on these things. So, uh, I try to fill my mind with scripture, so that when s- something happens and my mind starts to spiral, I can say scripture, and it kind of levels me out again, it puts me back on it where I need to be instead of this mm-hmm. crazy spiral. That's
0: that sword, you know, the sword yeah. of the having scripture, like Jesus mm-hmm. in the wilderness. He's like he just says a verse, yeah, and and that's what it is, Yeah, it's so important to read our Bible so that. We know, and it, I just want to speak. Are you finished with your verse, your references? Yeah. I didn't want to yeah. interrupt you. Yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry, because you just said, like he says, he speaks in our own voice. That was so neat because last night I was literally I had that insight. I was talking to a client, and then I and then I was I was realizing I was like, the reason that it's so hard for us to hear God is because we're expecting a different voice, a different sounding voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason we can't tell if it's ours, God, the enemy, because it's literally the same tone, but Mm as humans, we're anticipating when we communicate, we hear like, I know your voice is different than my voice. It's external, but it sounds different. Mm -hmm. And like last night for the first time I was like, and I mean, I get, I mean, I knew, but I don't know, like put it into words. I was like, the reason it's, it, we have to discern, it's not what it sounds like, to, like the the sound, it's going to sound the same. The difference is the emotions that it evokes and what the thought says, because there have been times when um, I was telling a friend about uh, when I was trying to, like having some insight around food and health. And I remember this specific example and she just told me about it yesterday. It's it's also a client, but she was telling me that this particular thing, she's like, I don't know, but that could have been the enemy at you. And and when she said it, I was like, so I want to dive into this just a little bit because it was so interesting because I said, I remember going to the door and getting a package off the porch and I turn around and the first thought I heard was, what are you going to go eat now? And I was like, but I'm not hungry. Why am I eating? Why am I eating? I just got out something out the door. And I was like, and and then like another and like that same day or a little bit later, I went to go get something out of my purse. And I noticed like a couple of dollars, which I hardly ever have dollars in my purse, but I had some cash. And I remember the first like the I saw the cash and the thought was, you could go get some ice cream with that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: was like, I am not even, I am like putting something in my purse right now. Yeah. And what occurred to me, it didn't occur to me then, but she said that last night about like how it could be. And I mm-hmm. was like, because what's interesting is I blamed me for those thoughts. Mm-hmm. I blamed me thinking, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You can't even go about your day without these crazy thoughts coming in. And when she put that in there, I, and I was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is why we need to know what the Bible says. That's right. So that, like, and it is hard to discern. And this part, you know, we don't, I hear people say we give the enemy too much credit. Yes and no. I mean, we have to, we, we get to choose, though. He just says stuff. We right. Whose, whose thoughts we believe, which thoughts are there. And the decision is always up to us. Even God's commands and things he tells us to do. It's always you choose if you listen or not. And, um, so I thought that was really fascinating how you just said that you're like, it's, it's in our own, it's, it's convincing, but I think it's so powerful kind of flipping it around. Like I was saying, and I think, I mean, you know, in the book, you talk about this too, but just, in learning what, it's like the the analogy about the, the well, I was going to say the counterfeit money type thing. Mm-hmm. When you study the truth, you know, the real dollars that you can recognize the counterfeit. But it's like both ways. As like this book that you've written, I mean, I guess it does into scripture too and talks about, you know, what the truth is. But if you don't know the truth, you won't recognize these as not being, because they sound so convincing. They sound very logical, you know? And so it's like, we have to know both sides. What is the enemy probably going to say? We have examples of some of that throughout scripture, but then we also have um, more of what God sounds like so that when thoughts come in, we can, like you said, filtering them through the Bible so that we can say, because even if it is us being mean to us, we still need to recognize that's not truth and we don't want to listen to it. And, you know, that this is the whole, this is like, that's why I want to talk to you about this book, because that's the mindset work that I'm trying to help people, you know, to teach them and through coaching, um, you know, to get in there, because sometimes it really does take another person to be like, what, you just said this about yourself. You said, you know, I'm a bad mom, or I always do whatever, or I'm not surprised that I, you know, whatever it is. And it's like under that, those kinds of, of mean things are, lies and we need to pull them out, like put them under the light of scripture and be like wrong. And then you can move forward and and um like keep reminding yourself of mm-hmm. the truth, right? Um and not letting those thoughts take you captive. You mm-hmm. take those thoughts captive. I don't thought about that. You don't let them take you captive. You take them captive.
1: Yeah I've I've heard several stories about people um saying, you know, God told me to do this. And one that I hear all the time on the radio and stuff, God told me to, you know, this man came to this preacher and said, God told me to leave my wife and go to this one. Um, you know, so it can sound very convincing. And that's why you got to take it through scripture. If it doesn't line up with the principles of what God has in there, then you got to toss it. Um uh, think it, that, but, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think that that is a
0: good example and a good warning. However, I think what happens again, he comes in there and he'll keep trying is that it almost makes us even then miss what God says too, because Mm -hmm. then we get so worried that what we heard wasn't really God and it was the enemy. And then we just freeze yeah, and we don't listen to anything. So you know, yes, we need to take that and like, yeah, it needs to hold up to scripture. But some of the stuff that we're wanting to do, and this is, this is what I'm starting to realize, because again, rule follower here, I'm trying to like recover from this, but it's, if God tells you like for business stuff, right? If God tells you to start a podcast or start a YouTube channel and you feel like it's podcast, that's not in scripture. I mean, it's just not now, but ask yourself, this is what I tell my clients, ask yourself what your heart is. Like we, you know, do you want to start that podcast because you saw somebody else make a bunch of money with it? Or -hmm. you want to start a podcast because you feel like God's telling you to share your message? Like there's the same outcome, the same result that it's not even about the action. Well, unless it's something like you're saying, like, we, you know, do something (laughs) mean or whatever, but, or, you know, clearly against what God would want. But otherwise we get so caught up in that, but it's like, God also gives us the freedom. Like, do you want to do a YouTube channel or a podcast? Mm-hmm. Like you get some, some say here. And so maybe it is okay. There are times in scripture where there's an, it's, it's in Isaiah, I think, or Ezekiel somewhere where like, it's like a um, part of like the, an angel or something is like basically comes to God and says, I have an idea. And mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the idea is like, I think this, this, and God says, yep, that we can do that. Like go do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I wish I had the scripture for that, but the, what I took from that is that God has the ultimate outcome. But a lot of times there's like, we get some say right. in like how we go about doing it. It's not that you just have to like, I don't know, like the, your ideas and opinions don't matter at all. Um, yeah. That's very, common. I I feel like it's in the South. I don't know where we're just like, we're lowly rags. Like you have no, nothing to contribute. And you're just lucky God even likes you. And Mm -hmm. it's like, that's not true. I mean, I get it like our sin, but God loves us.
1: Oh yeah, And,
0: um, we get to have input there too, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I talk about in there is, uh, I think is prayer, how to, how to communicate with God. Um, and I think it's interesting. I've heard this a lot of times, especially because me knowing my heart and the way <laughs> the way I am, sometimes uh, God made us with two ears and one mouth on purpose. Um, and prayer is how we communicate with Him. Opening His Word is how He communicates with us. So we need to spend more time listening than praying and speaking. Um, I'm talking to myself here, but um, that is one way. And you know the the, the Holy Spirit speaks a lot, probably all the time. But I sometimes as I'm stuck in the world and doing things because the world says I need to do it, I'm so conditioned to to work, 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 have more, do more, be more, that when he says something, I'm like, I don't have time for that. Like, you know, or I I don't do that. That's not in my job description, whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. speak in class at on Wednesdays. And I'm like, I'm not the teacher. Like I just shoo this stuff away all the time. And and he just keeps coming. And, and when he, his call is on your life for a particular thing, it's going to keep coming back around. It's going to like, like stuck in your face and you can't get away from it. That's kind of how this book was for me. Um I pushed it away for so long. And finally I was like, I just finally went to God with it and was like, what are you talking about? I'm not an author. And he's like, but I want you to get this out. So, so learning to hear his voice, uh, the only way you're going to be able to do that is to spend time in his word and get to know his heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's important. And like you said, you're not an author, but that's like I was saying before
0: is that you might not be fully equipped to do the things he's asking you to do, but (laughs) you, um, That's what makes it even more profound, like amazing. The experience you have when you're like, now there's a book and you know, you're not an author yet. There's a book. So that becomes like, God was all in this process. Right. I talk about this all the time. I mean, let's be real. I like to talk. So me having a podcast isn't, but talking was something. And I did a podcast on this, but talking was something that always kind of got me like, like, shut up, Alexia, or stop talking, or you talk too much, like this negative. And when I felt like I was telling me to the podcast, I'm like, oh, I get to do something that like people want to hear me talk. <laughs> but the other part of that, though, is asking questions and um, diving into that and realizing that um, like when I read the Bible, when I was in high school and college, I was terrible, terrible at you know how they made you like write papers. And then you had to like understand the different alternative meaning of stuff. And like, what's the symbolism? Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: could not for the, like, I was terrible at that. Mm -hmm. And now when I read the Bible and the things I'm like, it just jumps out off the page at me when I'm listening to sermons, I can feel this like bigger meaning, this deeper meaning of things, this application in different situations. And I'm like that is not me. Cause I can't, I know I can't, people may mm-hmm. not know, you know, but I know that I can't. And so then this is why it's so important to take it seriously. When you have that call, it's like Jeremiah, Jeremiah, uh, says that he, you know, God calls him to be this prophet. who's going to tell everybody what they don't want to hear. Nobody's gonna listen to him and they're not going to like him. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, God, I just, I'm not going to do it anymore. And when he Mm -hmm. tries to stop, it says he feels like it's a burning in his stomach. Like he has to speak Mm -hmm. because he's been called to speak. And so um, I just wish that we would take it more seriously. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have multiple podcasts in line for this because it's just actually came up again, just constant. Mm -hmm. But yesterday, which was realizing that when God gives you something, it's no joke. Like Mm -hmm. you wanted to share, like you have these experiences
1: Mm
0: -hmm. for yourself and your life was transformed. But what I'm coming to realize is the things that happen to us are for us, but not just for us. Mm-hmm. They're to help. We're the body of Christ. We are a family, God, all throughout scripture. The Jewish people are like his children, the whole group, the whole collective. You know, mm-hmm. when you did something wrong or had some kind of uncle, you were cast out. That was terrible punishment. And, or like it was a consequence, you know, for just being outside. And so when we have some book idea and we're not an author, God has something to say through you when, you know, you have things to share. And I don't know. I just think it's like, if we understood that God works through people, that's just the way he does it. No, he doesn't have to, but he does in the system he created, he has decided that he will work through people. And so it's us, (laughs) it's
1: it's going to be us. It's, it's funny you say that the, you know, the Bible always says you reap what you sow. And we always think in the negative on that, you know, if we, Sin, we're gonna have consequences, which is true. But we, it's also true in the positive. Uh, and I, I was, it's funny to see things come full circle because uh, five years ago now, I think one of my friends at a different church invited me to a Lifeway conference, and it was at that Lifeway conference when God hit me with this: write this book. And I'm like, whatever. So fast forward. Uh, I mean, it it took me four years to write the book. Um, because I started on it and I, you know, got it fin- finished. And then I gave it to um, some people to read, got their feedback, hated it, changed the whole thing, pretty much rewrote the whole book. Um, but then we went to Lifeway Conference this past year in 2022. I think it was in either the end of October or early November. It was the end of October because my that book was published on November 9th. But um, I told her because that's the group of girls I go with. And I, I told her, I so appreciate your single act of obedience. Just you inviting me to that conference is where God gave me the idea. So no matter what God puts on your heart, one single act of obedience can change one person's life or it can change many people's lives. You just never know.
0: Yeah. And and you know, the like you're saying, I mean, this book is now going to help other people as they read it. So tell us a little bit about the book. And um, so people can have an idea of what that's about.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, born out of Ephesians 2, 1 and 2, where it talks about the course of this world. And it talks about all the the way we were, um, you know, living in sin and doing all this bad stuff. And then once we meet Jesus Christ, he, he makes us into this new thing. Um, and it kind of like you said before, um, I've always heard that God's had a plan for my life, but It wasn't until I studied those verses where I realized that the enemy has one, too. And his goal is to keep us away from God by any means necessary. Um, And the easiest one, I think, for him is to get us busy Um, because I used to be busy. I was thinking back when I was in high school, I was going to school. Actually, I think I was in college. I was having I had a full semester of college. I, uh, I think I took my classes from like nine to three. So I went and worked from like 7 to 8.30 or 6 to 8.30, and then I went to school, and then I had a different job that I worked from like 4 to 9. So I was, I mean, busy all the time, busy, 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 and the same thing when I was in construction. It was nonstop all the time, um, and so I was just too busy to have time to spend with with the Lord, and that's the enemy's goal to get you If you're not too busy, then you're going to be obsessing about something else. He's going to keep your mind busy. He's going to keep it spiraling about food or kids or whatever it is. His goal is to keep you away from the Lord, however that looks. It's different from everybody, for everybody. Um, So as this dude came in and started teaching us how to seek God's heart, and as I sat with him, uh, just spending time with him and I asked him to teach me straight from his heart to mine, he started to reveal things to me. And I started to see, um, like it it was almost like an out-of-body experience. Like I kind of took a step back and I looked at the way my life was and I was like, Whoa, some things need to change. Um, so it just, this book, my goal for this book is that you can a be drawn to the Lord and spending time with him. Uh, Really wanting to dig into the love letter that he wrote for us. Um, And then to hopefully help you realize the enemy, what he does to distract you. Everything he, you know, not like we were talking about earlier, the good things that we do, the Bible studies, the D groups, the volunteering and whatever it is. Um, Those are really good things, but they can become unhealthy things if we let them, if we get too busy and whatever. So um, the goal is to recognize the enemy's schemes uh, to keep us busy and keep us away from the Lord and how to deal with them. Take those thoughts captive, run it through 66 books and let the the Bible be your filter and um, to take things to God, anything, everything, all the time, take it to God and uh Isaiah 118. Come now, let us reason together. Uh I spend a lot of time reasoning. <laughs> I'm like you, Alexi. I like to talk. So uh, me and God have some good conversations and a lot of times they're pretty candid and he's, you know what, he's big enough to take that. So don't think there's anything you can't take to God. He's, he's uh, a big God. He's got big shoulders. He can take it.
0: I feel like when we get candid or like, you know, just honest is when, we hear the most. It's it, it, like when we're guarded, we're not really showing our true feelings and thoughts and things. And sometimes when we say something candidly, that in act in and of itself kind of sets a, <laughs> sets it sets me straight. Like when I am complaining about my husband, and then I'm like, oh, I can't believe he whatever," and I'm like saying this to God, and then it's like I'll hear this thought of, "Remember this verse." And mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, and then mm-hmm. I go over there and then like I can receive it and I walk away feeling differently. But if I didn't take that emotion mm-hmm. to God and I try to filter it and say, I'm so grateful for my husband, Lord, but I'm hiding my emotion, mm-hmm. then I'm not able to like get to that place. So with. Yeah, I think that's great that we need to come to him. So yeah, where can they, they can get the book on Amazon, different places?
1: Yes, it's anywhere you would buy any other kind of book. Um Amazon, Barnes and Noble, whatever it's, it should be available on all that. Amazon is the most popular though.
0: Yeah. And I'll put a link in the show notes. so People can find that. Is there any way people can get in touch with you if they want to ask you questions or just learn more about what you're
1: doing? Yes. um, If you decide to buy the book, which would be great. Um, but if you go through it and you have questions or something doesn't make sense or whatever, um, you can reach me at my email, which is Kaiser Leslie at hotmail.com. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, gmail.com. <laughs> Hotmail. To- that's an old one. that's old school. It Asian might be NFL. still there.
0: I don't know. I just <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> um,
1: are you going to put that in the notes or do I I will put it it? mm-hmm. okay. no, it's okay. I'll do it. Okay. Yep. I'll put it in the show notes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I think this is a really great Conversation, really important topic. And I thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining me for this two part series interview with Leslie Kaiser. I hope that you got a lot out of it. I hope that you are encouraged and um, motivated to dig into this and figure out where, like, what parts of your mindset are really coming from the enemy and just really paying attention to that um, so that you can notice it and then fix it. So Leslie's book goes into that I encourage you to go pick up a copy. I say go it's online on Amazon. I think she said Barnes and Noble, I put a link below to the Amazon one. So you can just order that real quick. Um, it's, it's under 20 bucks. Um, right now, it's actually 1299. So I don't know how if the price may change. But that's what it is right now. So it's totally affordable. And it's a really great way to just um, dive into this and do some of that, that personal uh, mindset work that we know is so important for doing what God is calling us to do so we don't get stuck. And this is a great way to, um, to start taking steps in that direction. All right, until next time, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with the Calling Podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithhecalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.